Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And thy right hand 
I hope that what I'm going to preach will bless all of us. And please don't take, I'm just a teaching assistant. So don't, anything that I say, please don't take it personal. It's not about you and I. You know, it's about God. So the message is going to be, I think you've already heard this several times, but my father, my father. Amen. Amen. So, my father, my father, can we go to Genesis chapter 24? Genesis 24, verses 1 through 10. And when Abraham was old and well stricken in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things, and Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, Foot, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred, and take a wife unto my son Isaac. And the servant said unto him, Peradventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou came? And Abraham said unto him, Beware, thou, thou, that thou bring not my son thither again. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, and that swear unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt be clear from this my oath. Only bring not my son thither again. And the servant put his son under the tie of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning that matter. And the servant took ten camels and the camels of his master and departed for all the goods of his master in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia unto the city of Nahor. So um, shall we go on to um, Genesis 26 verse 34? Please. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Biri, the Hittite, 
and Bashimath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. Amen. So we see two different people. Or we see father, son, and grandfather. And the father, the father sent his servant to get a wife for him. So either he was immature or he was, nobody knows, but he says that Abraham sent his servant to get a wife for Isaac. And then we see the son's son, who the father probably was hoping to get a wife for him from where they came from, but he decided that he wants to get his own wife. And he didn't even take one. He took two. You know, he took two. And, you know, um, when you, and he says that this, what, what Esau did, he grieved Isaac and his mother. And we all know that the Israelites were warned not to marry the people that they meet. And one of the giants in their lives or in our lives, in like when you read Exodus 23, 23, it says that, and my angels shall go before thee um, and bring thee unto the Amorites and the Hittites and the Perizzites and the Canaanites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. And all these people, God is driving them away for Israel to occupy the land. But that is what his son decided to do. Sometimes God delivers us from something and then we go back and we pick it up and it blocked our blessings. And we see that nothing came out of Esau compared to his brother. There was nothing. And Bishop declared this year a great a year of greatness. And we hear that Isaac was great. He was so great that even the king of the land that he lived in had to come and consult him for things, for ideas. And we read in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 to 3, that children obey your parents, for this is right. And it is the only commandment with the blessing, you know, so that you will, your life will prolong in verse 3. So we see that there is no way in the Bible that it says that Isaac became great because he honored his father. But the Bible says in Ephesians that once we honor our parents, it shall be well with us. And we will live a great life. You know, so one of the things that made Isaac become so great was honoring his father. When his father decided to take a wife for him, he did not say, do you know the kind of woman that I like? Do you know whether it's Coca-Cola shape? Some of us, we don't have so. Or is that we want 36, 24, 44? You don't know. And then... Not even you are going to look for the father for, um, for the wife for me. You are sending your servant. So the servant is even going to look for someone who the servant likes. You know, 
And hold and behold, you never know when they come. Before he even bring this wife, <laughs> you don't know what would have transpired between them <laughs> before they got there. But what we heard was that when Rebecca came, they said that Isaac knew his wife and they lived. You know, he wasn't concerned about anything that the father did for him. Amen? And when um, you think about Isaac, sometimes I wonder, because when it comes to the point where he was going to be sacrificed, it's like you are standing there and your father is binding you and you too, you are standing there. <laughs> Some of us, you may think that probably he was kind of mentally challenged, you know? <laughs> you know, because, listen, your father is going to kill you. You know he's going to kill you. And you don't run. You are just standing there. You know? And then he said that, oh, I'm going to take a wife for you. <laughs> and you, so you don't say anything. You know? But that is a son that hears the voice of the father. The Bible says, Jesus said that my sheep, they know my voice. And the stranger's voice, they do not know. You know, a stranger's voice they do not know. So Isaac knew the voice of his father. And he knew that everything that the father decides for him will come out good. Will come out to be a blessing for him. Will come out to be great for him. So he just looked up to his father. Amen. There is another person also. In Second Kings... Um, actually, let me go back to 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 19. He said that, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Next. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew them and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. The ministered here was serving him, honoring him, doing the things that Elijah asked him to do. Amen. So you will go to Second Kings chapter 2 and verse 12. It's when Elijah was being taken away from the earth and the bible says that as oh, second kings 2 12 and elisha saw it and he cried my father my father the chariot of israel and the horsemen thereof and he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them to two pieces. Why is Elisha calling Elijah, my father, my father? 
He had a father. We read in 1 Kings 19 that his father's name was Mr. Shaphat. So it's not like he was walking around not having a father. He had a father. All that he was doing was serving Elijah like a houseboy or whatever that it is. But he saw Elijah, sometimes I get confused, Elisha, Elijah, messed it up. So when I <laughs> you get what I mean? He saw Elijah as a father. He saw him as a father because like when your father dies, he leaves you an inheritance if you are fortunate enough to get something. Some of us, we don't get anything. Some of us, we get something. Some of us, even the ones that we get, people fight out with us, so we leave it, you know. So, the, Mr. Shaphat's name was only mentioned when Elisha came on the scene. There was no blood relation between Elijah and Elisha. You know, there wasn't anything. Even Elijah, nobody knows. Um, Elijah, nobody knows where he came from. You know, <laughs> whether he was thrown from heaven. <laughs> well, well, he came from a tree like some Ashanti's thing that they were, drew, they, they got <laughs> taken out of a tree. A tree. <laughs> you know, so Elijah took Elisha as a son. And Elisha took Elijah as a father. You know, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says that all things work together for good for those who are called by God. You know, sometimes it's not that, you know, like there is one way to get to something. There is another way to get to something. You know, like you, you can say you want the number five. You can do one plus four. You can do two plus three. You can do four plus one. You can do five, um, five plus zero. You can do six minus one, 10 minus four, 12 minus seven, and you will get to the same number. So one of the things of becoming great and living a long life is honoring your father. And in um, First Corinthians, oh, is it Second Corinthians? Whichever one it is. First Corinthians chapter four, verse fifteen. For though ye have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus have I begotten you through the gospel. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians that you may have many instructors. We all, most of us have been to school and we have teachers, but they are not our fathers. We go there for them to instruct us. Sometimes some of them may care and we will take them into our confidence, you know, and tell them things, but they are still not a father figure to us, you know. So Paul is saying that you have so many instructors. You have this one, you have the instructor from math, English, biology, architecture, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you don't have many fathers. And in, in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus said that call no man on earth a father because the only father we have is our father in heaven. 
you know, and God has given us custodian parents on this earth. The first custodian parent is our biological parents. And after that, he gives us a father in ministry. Like some of us, if I ask everyone, someone will say, Reverend Osei is your father in ministry. Someone will say Bishop Apostle Joel. Someone will say Pastor Baden. Everyone will have a, a father in ministry. There is nothing wrong with that, you know. But as we are in the church, we have like a founder of the church also, who is the father of the church. And him being the father of the church, and I'm talking about our bishop, our papa, Bishop Doug Hayward Mills, he is the father of the church. And he is our father. You know, he is our father. If you consider yourself as a son or a daughter of this church, Reverend Apostle may all be fathers, right? But our number one father in this church is Bishop Doug Heward Mills. Amen. So. He, um, he founded the church, and it's because of his obedience that we all got to meet Apostle Joel. It's because of his obedience that we all got to meet Reverend Osei. It's all because of his obedience that we all got to meet each other. Amen. You know, you cannot take your cousin as your father. He might act as a father figure to you, but he is not your father. Like me standing here preaching, I'm not your father. <laughs> Though I'm wearing pants. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the teaching assistant or the house girl. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and I don't think anybody considers me as a father anyway. Because if you are, I'm yours or whatever, I don't know how to say it, you know. You know, I was, I was going to say that, you know, I'm like Donald Trump. I loved, I loved my previous life. I didn't know that being um, pastoring a church was too hard. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm getting the feel of it. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> You know, like my previous life, you know, I don't know, I just have to bother Reverend. <laughs> and I will be free. <laughs> you know, but anyway, <laughs> where were we? <laughs> so, it's better for us to know the Father. You know, sometimes we, 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 um, we don't see him that much. You get what I mean? We don't see him that much. Some of us, I don't know. Some of us, we grew up where we were in Ghana and our parents were somewhere. And we were brought up by our grandparents, our aunties, our uncles, and so on. Until later on when our parents were able to um, be able to bring us to them. You know, some of us also have the privilege of living with our parents throughout our lives, you know. 
But it's not every time that he's going to be here for us because he has many children. And sometimes when he decides that, oh, I want to see my children here, we make it so difficult because we do not know the father. We have all sorts of excuses that we can make not to go to a camp to meet our father. Amen? In Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. Uh, is it Malachi chapter four? <laughs> um, no, it's five. Mal- Malachi 4, um, 5, please. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with the curse. So, let's say I'm standing here as Elijah. I'm not Elijah. So, to turn the hearts of the children to the father. It is our responsibility as children to turn to our father. Amen? It is our responsibility as children to turn to our father, not the father's responsibility. Amen? Because... If we do not turn to our fathers, a curse is going to come upon us. Hallelujah. So we need to realize that we have a father in our ministry. We have a father in our church. We have a father in this family that you belong to. We are not orphans. The church did not just get up and be there for us. You know, there is somebody who founded it. One day, I was telling someone, I don't know who, that some of us, when someone has given up his whole life to build the church, and he has asked us to do some little job in it, and he's praying for his church every day, every night, and we are taking it, as if it is something to be detested. We don't want to do anything. Oh, you have to follow up this person. We don't do. And then when it comes, oh, did you follow up? Oh, yes, I did. I call and the person they then pick up. That's it. You know, we only make excuses, excuses upon excuses that we make. As Christians, we are spiritual beings. As we say, the Bible says that God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Elisha was a spiritual being. That is why he recognized Elijah as a father. When Elijah died, Elisha got a double portion of his um, anointing. You know, when we take Jesus Christ out in the Bible, Elisha was the person who did most miracles. It wasn't Elijah. 
So sometimes if we recognize the man who has also dedicated himself to us as a father, the blessing that will come upon us, we will not be able to contain. Our bishop has written books. Amen. He has written books. He has podcasts, video podcasts. He has audio podcasts free for us. But we go and listen to everything apart from that. We will read every other book apart from his books. We will even go out and buy other books and give it out as gifts to other people. In Isaiah chapter 8 and verse, I think verse 18, it says that I and my children are for signs and wonders. The people whom you are buying things from or you are listening to, the blessing upon them, the anointing upon them are for them and their children. It will bless other people. You will go do it and you will be as you are. Nothing will happen to you. But the grace and the anointing and the blessing upon the house that you belong to, if you don't take part of it, you are missing your blessing. You are just giving it out. Because if you are able to tap it in, you tap in, you know, and take part, the part that belongs to you, we will not be going through what we have been going through. That, that, you know, like other people are coming in and being blessed. Their churches are growing. And we are sitting down there, you know. This is like the Bible says that we all have been saved and that, we, that, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. It's not for sure. It's conditional. If he say it might, if he say it will, then probably you don't. But it might. You have to fulfill something first before you get that blessing. We have to tap into that anointing before we can be blessed. We have to um, honor him. This is sometimes like Founders Day is coming in two weeks. Amen? And we say we should honor him. And then you see people give $10, $20. When is your biological father's birthday? Will you buy your father a $10 gift? Will you buy a $20 gift? No wonder we are not blessed. And we come to church and we are struggling today, this, tomorrow, that, tomorrow, the next day, did. The Bible says that, beloved, I wish that thou will prosper even as your soul prosper. Circumstances, situations, that all can be wiped out if we are able to tap into the blessing that is upon the church. You know, not that bishop needs... Not that bishop needs anything from us. You know, sometimes, you know, I don't get much, much opportunity because every time, you know, like, especially Mother's Day, London, their Mother's Day is in March. Before I realized, I've forgotten that I didn't send anything to my mom, you know. <laughs> and then our Mother's Day here is another thing. So, but every opportunity that I get, I try to bless her with it. 
you know. And sometimes I would say that, you know, like um, maybe uh, the, the things that, the, the gift that I would give to my father in ministry or mother in ministry is even higher than what I give to my biological mother. You know, not that anything, I don't think my mom needs anything from me, but it's just something. You get what I mean? So we have to realize that we have someone in us. It's better for us to know him. It's better for us to realize that he cares for us. That is why he has put men like Apostle Joel to look after us. That is why he has put men like Reverend Osei to look after us. Because if he was somebody who doesn't care, he would put some Apache pastor. What do you say, Apache, right? Apache pastor. Who doesn't care? Who that? Because like most of us, I, 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 I will tell you that if Bishop was living here, some of us, we will call him at 1 a.m., 2 a.m., with all our troubles and our problems. You know? If, even where he is right now, if we have his number, we will call. You know? We will call. You know, up to now, some of us, we still call Apostle Joel. You know? <laughs> To bother him. Though he is three hours behind us. You know, we wake up, something go, uh, oh, then we start testing. We start calling. You know, and some of us, we want to know who will hear us. <laughs> because we need to, you know, say something or him to say something to us. When your heart is turned away from your father, there will be no blessing for you. So we need to start turning towards our father. You know, we shouldn't be deluded. You know. And, you know, when it comes to camps, and, you know, I, I thank God that I've been able to go to most camps. You know, every opportunity that I get to see the bishop, I don't miss it. You know, and... It's not any anything, you know. Sometimes I may not. If I go to the camp and I will not even speak to him personally, but just to be there, to hear his voice. Like I was wondering, Reverend, I haven't heard his voice like for two weeks. And then late pastor was telling me, "Why don't you test him?" I said, "I don't want to test him. I want to hear his voice. I'm not testing him, <laughs> you know." So. It's good, and it's something that we all have to take at heart, that if you are a member or you are a daughter, or because some people are just members, you know, they are not sons and daughters, but if you consider yourself as a son and a daughter of this house, let us, for this, um, this Founders Day, let us all strive not to even give less than $100 per person, you know. And, you know, not that he wants it from us, but for us to show that we care and we love him. Amen. 
you know, for us to show that we care and we love him, you know, and we need to rise up and realize that God has given us a great prophet, you know, and we cannot get our blessing anywhere. The Bible says that the Pharisees came to Jesus Christ and said, should we pay taxes to Caesar? And Jesus asked them, whose picture is on it? They said Caesar. He said, give unto Caesar what is for Caesar. Give unto God what is for God. There is nothing wrong to give present to your local pastor. There is nothing wrong in honoring him. It's a great honor. But you also have to realize that you have a father that you have to honor above all else. You know, sometimes some, some of us, we don't pay tithe, we don't pay, we don't give offering, but we go on the television and we pay partners on other churches, website, other ministers' website. And do you think that that is where your blessing is going to come from? You come and sit here every Sunday, Tuesday, Friday, Reverend is praying, talking, everything. When you have problems, you don't call the TV evangelist. You know, that's not, no, it's true. You don't call them. But when it comes to supporting the church, it's a problem. We have to advise ourselves and take this to heart. Amen. Shall we rise up and pray? Pray and ask God to give you a new heart, a heart that will turn towards the Father to honor him and to bless him for his word, for his word and for his life for this church. Thank God for our bishop. Thank God for his obedience, oh God. And because it's because of that that most of us are here. It's because of that that most of us have been kept in the house of God. Because if it wasn't his obedience, some of us, we don't know what would have happened. Maria Makoro Yaba Sanderebe Kayabaruya. In the name of Jesus, oh Father, help us and forgive us. Give us a new heart, a heart that is turned towards our fathers, oh God. Bless us, bless us, bless us, oh God. Bless us with a new heart, a heart that loves our Father, that honors our fathers, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Maria Masokoro Yebe Zenerebe Shikerebe Bebe. We thank you. We bless your name. We magnify your holy name. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people, we declare your mighty words. 
Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, Almighty Jesus, who was and is and is to come. Blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forevermore. Oh, Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people, we declare your mind. Jesus, who was and is and is to come, blessed be the Lord, God Almighty, who reigns forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Finally, if you are here and you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and you want to give your life to Jesus, just wave and we will pray. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. May it bear fruit in us, O oh God. May we not live here without taking anything with us. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapes and publications at yahoo.com. 